0: You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach broadcasting to you from the polar vortex. I would like to tell you how many layers I have on at the moment. I am wearing silk long johns, which will be on my body probably till March or April. I am wearing, actually, I'm not going to tell you because it's going to come up in my five things. But it is very cold here on the East Coast. It is very cold in the Midwest. My heart goes out to you. I want you to stay inside if it's below 10 degrees where you are. And I know you'll listen to me because, you know, if my kids don't, why should you? But seriously, it's cold and I I feel you. This episode of the podcast will feature my very good friend, E. Jean Carroll. She is an iconoclastic woman who lives in a small cabin in the woods filled with books and books and books. But also what she is is a wonderful writer and journalist. She writes the ASCII e. Jean column in Elle magazine, only 26 years so far and, and going strong. And she's... uh just fun. So I can't wait for you to hear her. In the meantime, let me tell you my five things because they're important to me and they made my week better. Number one, I bought myself new pajamas over the holidays when they were on sale. And I was looking for something I've never had before, short sleeve top, long pants. Very often you can get long and long, And short and short, but short and long is not easy to get. I bought them online. They're made by a company called Eberjay. I like the company. I thought they were gonna be cotton, to be honest. They are polymodal. So that means poly, we know is unnatural. Modal, I think, is from a fiber that grows on, on something. But you know what? They do keep their shape. And now I favor them over all my other pajamas. So I'm not going to give away the other pajamas and tell them they don't spark joy, but I feel that I have to say to my new pajamas, which I have put a picture of them on the website at lisabernbach.com, they have sparked joy. So can I say thank you to the new pajamas without insulting the other pajamas? I'm not sure. It happens sometimes. You get a favorite pair of socks, and then you don't wear the other socks, and I feel sorry for the other socks, but anyway, these are my pajamas. I think I'm still looking for a pair that are all cotton. If you know of them, let me know. Number 2. I used to rely on an app to get around New York called Hopstop, and I really liked it, and it helped me navigate the subways. Now, as a native New Yorker, why did I have to navigate the subways? I mean, why did I need that help? Because I do. Because when I was a kid growing up, New York was dangerous, and I was not allowed to take the subway until I was older. And, you know, I'm living in neighborhoods that I never thought I'd be living in, and I have to take a lot of subways. So what's it to you? So anyway, Hop stop closes, and I find through a tourist, because I'm not above asking someone directions and let them take out their map and tell me, since I'm not the best navigator in the world, to put it mildly. Anyway, someone told me, some tourist told me about City Mapper. No one talks about City Mapper. City Mapper is the greatest thing ever. And they make City Mapper for Istanbul and Lisbon and Boston, Philadelphia, London, L.A., All over the world, Melbourne. Listen to me. This is the greatest thing. It tells you all you have to do is put in the address where you want to go. It tells you many ways of getting there. It tells you how many calories you burn. Note to self if you take an Uber, no calories. It tells you how long it takes to walk there and how many calories. It tells you which exit of the subway station you should leave if it's raining. Because they want to keep you dry. And then the thing that really won me over, CityMapper will actually estimate the amount of time it will take to get from your home to your destination by jetpack. Okay, I know there's no such thing as a jetpack yet, but it makes me laugh every time. It's called City Mapper. It's free. I don't know how people navigate without it. And now that I know that you can get it for 40 other cities, I'm going to make sure that I download it next time I travel to one of them. You're welcome. Number three, one of the layers I'm wearing right now over my silk long johns are flannel lined jeans. Okay, people. You can't afford to not have lined pants when it's the polar vortex. I bought a pair for my fella. He liked them. He's not wearing them today, but he likes them. And I got a little jealous that he had lined pants. So then I had to find lined pants. And it's not that easy to find pants that are warm but don't look really bulky and terrible. And also, you know, feminine-ish. Not like something a Kardashian would wear, God forbid, but you know that you can tell. Anyway, I found a pair at Old Reliable, I mean LL Bean, one of my favorite resources for sturdy winter stuff. And it arrived in the mail the next day. And I opened them yesterday and I put them on. And I just knew it was the right thing. It was the right thing. It was an important step in my not freezing. I don't mind the winter if I'm dressed for it. I don't mind the winter on days when it's sunny. It's actually sunny today, and I think it's going to reach a balmy, what, 11 degrees above zero. So that's very nice. But with the right clothes, you can actually take walks. In the right clothes, you don't feel like a martyr. In the right clothes, you can go run errands. So these are my go-tos or must-wears. Number four. The Great Gatsby is one of my favorite books of all time. Now, F. Scott Fitzgerald was a beautiful writer. In there are things he's written that I as a writer and an aspiring writer will never do right. He can under say something and you understand exactly precisely what he's trying to say without saying, but you see, that's because she was sad because he was married to someone else. No. He just was so spare when he had to be and so lyrical. Well, there is a theater company called the Elevator Repair Company that has produced for many years an eight-hour production called Gats, G-A-T-Z, which is a full reading of the entire book of The Great Gatsby in front of the audience. You're looking at what seems to be a kind of drab and dreary office. And a guy is trying to start his computer. He can't start it. You think he's looking for the manual for the computer. He opens his Rolodex and out comes a book and he starts reading. When I was in my younger, more impressionable years, or however the book starts, and it sets a spell. And over time, the people who are clerks and and co-workers in the office become Myrtle and Jordan and Gatsby and Daisy and Tom and Nick. And it's very magical. There are four breaks in the eight hours, summer intermissions, and one is a 90-minute dinner break. I will say that going out to dinner, which I had to do because I was hungry and I'd already been in the theater four hours, going out to dinner sort of broke the spell. And You know, suddenly you're not in 1927 East Egg, New York, or West Egg, or whatever year it was, and you're not at Gatsby's Estate, and you're not Lovelorn, and you're not a bootlegger. And in a way, I wish we could have eaten right there to stay in the mood, stay in the moment, stay there. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Anyway, it's playing for another few days or weeks in New York at NYU, at their wonderful Skirball Center. It's called Gatsby. and let's say you don't want to sit in a theater for eight hours and watch people read and perform The Great Gatsby. I understand that, but I would recommend that you pick up Fitzgerald again to remember what an extraordinary writer he was. Not a nicest man in the world, not a, the greatest guy in the world by any means, but really a truly wonderful writer, at least in my opinion. Number five, majorities may come, majorities may go, but Robert Mueller is still pressing forward, and for that, he has my respect. Okay, today is a very special day on Five Things with Lisa Birnbach, or whatever you call this podcast in the privacy of your own car. Because my excellent friend, e. Jean Carroll, the purveyor of the longest living advice column in a magazine, and I know you all know what magazines are. E. Jean Carroll's column, Ask Egene, has been running for twenty years, is it? Twenty six. What was I thinking? Twenty six years. Anyway... You
1: were there at the inception. I know.
0: I know. I, I'm just a... I'm bad at math. But E. Jean Carroll is somebody I go to for advice, as do so many Americans and other people. And E. Jean is currently speaking from a tiny plaid cabin in upstate <laughs> New York. And I worry about E. Jean all winter long. And for many of those 26 years, I worry about her, and I always make her call (laughs) me when she gets home, and I also make her promise she won't (laughs) shovel her own walk. Hey, Jean, welcome to the
1: podcast. Lisa! I'm so happy to hear from you. I'm always delighted. Delighted.
0: Thank you. I'm delighted. I am, too. Now, is it fair to say you live in a tiny plaid cabin?
1: (laughs) I live in a teeny cabin on a little snowbound island about the size of a mattress the the cabin is about the size of your living room Uh uh-huh and it is so wonderful up here lisa it is so wonderful it's so cold and the snow is so high and i i love it
0: well you're you're sort of snowbound for the rest of the until the spring i know I know.
1: You know. And, and by know, the way,
0: yeah, how? it's a good thing we're doing this on the phone because otherwise you would call and say we can't get out. You have different weather systems up there. I know. You're practically in, in the Arctic
1: Circle as far as I I'm know. concerned. It's so wonderful. I had to put on cleats to walk to the mailbox because under the snow is a sheet of two-inch ice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, this is uh, why I worry. cleats.
1: Do you have cleats? I should
0: have put those on the list. Do you have cleats? I don't own cleats at the moment. I think I once had a pair of cleats that I could snap onto my boots. I yeah. don't know where I was that I would need such a thing. Was it Champs-Élysées? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I once had them. I don't have them anymore. I'm oh, always scared geez. of falling, though. No, no,
1: it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. But in New York, it's the sidewalks are pretty well taken care of, right?
0: Yes. And actually, right now, New York is funny. Up in our neighborhood, there's so much salt on the ground and no snow. So they got the formula wrong. No snow, but a lot of salt. Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. You have no snow in New York City?
0: No, because it snowed like crazy yesterday for about 15 minutes, maybe half an hour. Of course, I was at the hairdresser, so that did not portend (laughs) well for me. But, uh, yes, no, it's, it didn't leave a lot of, maybe it rained salt because we have so much salt. It salted, but it did not snow.
1: You know, it, I, I was watching uh, the New York Times, and they called it a blizzard, was hitting New York City, a blizzard. It was blizzard conditions, high winds, and a lot of snow. It was, let's say this, because it was what?
0: dramatic when it happened. Let's call it Sorry. a bleh, because it didn't get to a whole zard. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Now, I want to also, without just talking about the weather, which we could talk about anything, but I would like to say that in your cabin, in your yeah. teeny cabin that is colorful, right. you have been writing a memoir.
1: Yes, I've been writing a memoir. And, boy, is that, you know, it's very enjoyable. Um, being a, general, a, a journalist for, you know, 40 years where um, you have to... Uh, listen to tapes, you know, edit your tapes, get the tapes into the book. And when you're writing a memoir, the tapes that you're listening to are the tapes from your childhood, and they're running through your head. It's just um, an amazing, uh, jubilant, and horrible <laughs> uh, experience. You've run tapes from your childhood through your head, Right.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, but uh, but at this point, I'm not sure how much of it is authentic memory and how much of it is memory uh, with a kind of sandcastle drips of other people's memories yeah. of emotional states, right. how that affected uh, what I think happened. you know, my I'm sure you know this with your uh, brother and two sisters. That it's kind of Rashomon. You remember one one day at the county fair one way, and they have
1: three different memories. That's yes, exactly right. Except I have chosen in this book. I am talking. I've only asked them. I've learned it past my brothers and sister, sisters. Sisters, um, and this is going to be unbelievable. But they agree with my version. Wow. No, really. You are fortunate. And even on deathbed scenes, et cetera. But I rarely mention my family in this memoir. Well, <laughs> I've, I've... That
0: may be one of the reasons. That may be why. Well, you've certainly had a singular life that a girl from Indiana could have. Yeah. I mean... The, raised in a little um, schoolhouse. Crawfordsville, in, right? Is that where you grew uh,
1: up? I, You always say Crawfordsville. Because
0: it's me showing off, me from New York pretending that I know anything about Indiana. But I've been to Bloomington, I've been to Indianapolis, and I've been to Crawfordsville.
1: Yeah. That's everyone. What is Indiana University's, because this is one of your strangest talents. Yes. What is Indiana University's fight song?
0: Indiana, oh, Indiana, <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> we're all it. for you. Okay, Lisa, yes? what
1: is uh, Wisconsin's fight song?
0: Wisconsin, Wisconsin. No, I don't know. I don't <laughs> you know. think yes, you I know. do. I do? Yeah. Could you hum well, a few bars? Isn't it on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, On Winsaki. What is it? Oh, yeah, but I, yeah, it sounds you familiar. You used to know every... Uh, See, that's School. why I'm not writing a memoir, because my memory
1: isn't what it was. I remember you one night holding an entire dinner table, uh, and we were enthralled as you sang the schools, as we shouted out schools, and you sang, you sang Michigan, you sang Indiana, you sang... You know, you knew your. You know, you sang Notre Dame. What a Dame. fun night! Did I?
0: Did I also show slides of my family at the nineteen sixty five <laughs> no, World's Fair? Because that would be a good time. Wait, you know Notre Dame's fight song. I do, but I'm not singing it. I I know what my voice sounds like, and I can't do that too. <laughs> the few remaining anyway,
1: strangers' talents, but I, you know why you had this talent because yes. you, uh, when the uh, preppy handbook came out, you actually. Uh, went to almost every college in America, right? I went
0: to about 500, and <laughs> I eventually wrote a college guidebook because there wasn't the kind of guidebook that I thought right. students could use. So I... I wrote oh, that I didn't it. and it's didn't dead. realize that I would be traipsing around the country carrying yearbooks, course catalogs, and so <laughs> on, till I got crippled. But whatever. Whatever. This is about you, not me.
1: No, well, that's why you know all the spite songs, and I'm, I'm a little disturbed that you've forgotten them. Well. I think I'm going to have to get you a record or something. We'll have to get, you know, there's. CDs out there with fight songs on them. Oh, that
0: would be good. That would be very good for me because then I could enthrall another dining table (laughs) (laughs) when I run out of stuff to say, and we could play them. We could play them on the podcast. Now, I want to. I want to ask you though, you have written about. An interesting gang of people you have written, right. of course, about your old friend. you wrote a book about him, Hunter S. Thompson. you've yes. written you wrote an incredible piece, I think, for Esquire on the old boyfriends who got away. Oh yeah,
1: I went I, you know what I went on the road and visited my old boyfriend. I thought that, that was, was the
0: greatest idea oh, ever.
1: It was so delicious. it was so and the boy I was still in love with. You know 30 years later um i got off the plane and he came to meet me at the phoenix airport now that is love uh, that and is it, love He came towards me lisa this was a man who was on the cover of sports illustrated he was an olympic swimmer and you know what olympic swimmers look like they're right. like gods. gods and here he comes walking down the airport and he must have weighed 300 pounds
0: and so the so love of my just, life. And yeah, it just ended just like that. No, it didn't. You still it love was him.
1: was like Humbert Humbert seeing <laughs> Lolita at a later age. And he, he still loved her. Oh, oh is I he married? Anyway. You is, know,
0: he is, was still in self in there. Is is uh, is he married? He got married. uh about three or four years ago, to a woman named Jean, oh, I That's my case, well, yeah, he can't get you out of his system, well, who could who could really? I can't, I can't quit you, <laughs> so yes, <laughs> wow uh, went the
1: road, and it was fabulous and, no, but um, you've
0: had you've had a very adventurous life. you wanted to work in advertising, so where did Elizabeth Jean go? This Hoosier went to Australia to work in advertising. I mean, you're just—you've just—you're—you <laughs> are a character from a wonderful Anita Loose book or something.
1: Thank you. you Thank you. You are now, welcome. May I just say, not Australia, South Africa. <laughs> Seriously?
0: Although, you went I to like South it. Africa? Yeah. Did not know that, or forgot? Yeah. I or went to South Africa. It's in um, the—it's in the brain with the Wisconsin fight song.
1: You know why I like the. Advertising in South Africa because I worked for um, uh, a company called Delzois and as you know, uh, at the time South Africa had Afrikaans right and the English, right? And this was run by a famously philanthropic Jewish family uh, called Delzois and they did more to help that country because over- it was still apartheid. Of when course, I was yeah, and. I gotta say the Jews really stood up and got the country straightened out. Gotta say that. They really you know, they fought the good fight. There's um, a yeah. A big, Jewish,
0: a big Jewish population in South Africa. I don't know why, you probably do. I guess they, they left Europe know. for South Africa. They wanted to go as far away as they could. Right. And a lot of a lot of South Africans now in America. We had my pediatrician was South African, fantastic pediatrician. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they were uh, just wonderful people because that was a dire circumstance, dire circumstances. I went to South Africa to go to Kruger National Park.
0: Oh, wow. Because it was the
1: last place you could see the white rhino. Wow. So, of course, being that's the, you say, adventurous. That's why I went there. But I stayed and then did advertising. So that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I I dated a count, a count. Only in South Africa did you date a German count. Really? I love that place. Have you ever been back?
0: No. That's a place I would like to go. Maybe you should go back there. Maybe we should go. Maybe we should go. Okay. that would be nice. That would be nice. You know, it's only a 12-hour flight from New York. (laughs) That's not bad. I've been on worse. And and I did say only 12 hours, but we digress all the way to Johannesburg. What I would like us to do is I would like to hear your five things that make your life better. You were kind enough to send me your list in advance so I can prompt you (laughs) if you need prompting. I don't think you do.
1: Number one, I'm slathered in number one. I'm you are slathered
0: in number one. I know this without even seeing you. And your number one is? Vaseline. That's right. Boy, Miss you know E. Jean Carroll is always slathered in Vaseline, and having embalmed herself for the last 40 years, she's in exquisite shape. Tell the people.
1: Tell the people. <laughs> Uh, I'm t- Lisa. Do you know how cold it is out here? It was three below when I went to bed, and it, was, it got to be seven below. That's not with windchill. That is actually seven below. It's now up to about fourteen, I think. But in order to just to go outside, I suggest to your listeners, to that vast ocean of listeners yes. that are you know spending lots of money on face creams. If you want to protect your skin in the winter. Uh, moisten your face and then put on slather on the Vaseline the the cold cannot get through the cold cannot get through Oh wait so you you uh,
0: apply the Vaseline when your skin is damp oh yeah oh so it forms a barrier yeah it's a barrier cream it's like a
1: steel slat barrier exactly exactly for what your sl- skin yeah, you know that swimmers grease their bodies when the water's cold. I didn't know Remember it was when,
0: Vaseline. Why did they do that? It cuts... It keeps the cold out. Oh, it, it, oh, oh. No, it's just for and diaper. it's, insula- it's Yes, yes. So it's insulation. Exactly. But, but let's also tell our miles of listeners that you wear Vaseline all year round. <laughs> yes, I do. Let's I do. just say that some of the doorknobs in your tiny cabin are viscous.
1: <laughs> I can't even open half the doors here.
0: Because <laughs> you, you you stick if the and house slip. On
1: fire, stick and if slip. The, let's say the fireplace blew up. I couldn't get out of my house because I couldn't You'd turn stick the to door everything. Door <laughs> well, let's not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not even funny. That's scary. Okay. So you, who told you about Vaseline and its amazing properties? How did you become a Vaselineaholic? Well, remember we
1: hark back to the beginning of the conversation. Mike Troy, the Olympic swimmer, yes, who won you know several gold medals, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, gave me this tip because he had beautiful skin, and how could he? Because he's in chlorine all, all day. day long. Well. He put it on his face. Wow.
0: Look at that. And would you be able to estimate, do you buy your Vaseline supply online or do you go in person and with a wheelbarrow and, and just get a year's supply <laughs> at once? <laughs> How many do you go through in a year is what I, I really want to know.
1: I pick up two little uh, Vaseline. I like the small ones with the pop tops. Yeah, I like those. Aren't those nice? Yeah. I get two. I get two a month. That's One for my hands and one for my face and then, oh, excuse me, and then one for my body. So that's three a month. Three a month. Yeah. Three a
0: month. That's not bad. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you could be a spokesperson because you do have beautiful skin, let me say. Thank you, Lisa. And it could be the Vaseline Petroleum.
1: Uh, (laughs) Do you know what those three pop-top jars come to? About it comes to three dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Yes. I buy Vaseline for um, the winter when my nose gets chapped from my colds. It softens. Oh, my... good idea. Yes, I'm going to put some on later today. Number two is something I think I've had, but I'm not positive. Your number ah, okay. two. I've seen it's it the... in the store. Let's put it that yes. way. In the freezer section.
1: Yes. Exactly. That's exactly where it is. And it's the uh, famous Ezekiel bread, and this is a bread called Genesis one. Don't get me started on Genesis. Do you want to get me started? No, no, no. But it's but the Ezekiel breads. But the Ezekiel
0: breads all have biblical verses in their names. Okay. And this
1: is sprouted whole grain and seed bread. It's okay. Are you sitting down?
0: Yes. It's alive.
1: (laughs) It's yes. It's. 16 grains and seeds from 13 different lands. Oh, my Here goodness. Here are the the ingredients. Organic sprouted wheat, filtered water, organic malted barley, organic pumpkin seeds, organic sunflower seeds, organic unhauled sesame seeds, organic unprocessed wheat bran, organic sprouted spelt, organic sprouted corn, organic sprouted soybeans, sprouted chia seeds, Organic sprouted barley, organic sprouted mil- millet, <laughs> organic sprouted rye, organic sprouted brown rice, variety five grain and seed blend, organic sprouted black seed, organic sprouted quinoa. Oh, okay, my sprouted gosh. Diff, organic sprouted amaranth and uh, uh, yeast and sea salt. It sounds delicious. Uh, this is not
0: something you're going to put a bologna sandwich on. You know, you're not going to put anything <laughs> processed on Ezekiel. Yeah.
1: No, it's so, it's, Lisa?
0: Yes? It is the
1: best, it's, well, it, I looked up 129, and God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in which the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, to you it shall be for meat. And um, the bread is alive, right?
0: Because- yes, it's- it's yeah. it's alive, and do you talk to it when you when you, and what do you <laughs> what do you put on it? Do you put butter on it? Do you Sometimes churn your own butter. butter? You don't like butter, right? <laughs> oh my god!
1: Uh, I put
0: peanut butter on it. Peanut butter, peanut butter. But fresh, pre, but fresh peanut butter, not yes, yes, just. organic yeah. fresh peanut okay. butter. So and, and, spr- and yeah. it just tastes good. I mean, aside from being organic and healthy, does it
1: taste good? Well, you know, it's very literary. You know, James Joyce mentioned it's like a seed cake. A seed cake. He had seed cake. Uh, Um,
0: I don't know. But seed cake, I know the term from James Joyce, and that's what that is.
1: Tolkien wrote about Bilbao Baggins had seed cake. Uh, Jane Eyre talks about seed cake. And that's what it is. And
0: you are, you know, people don't know. They just know you as an advisor and as a kind of an anti-mame for our time. But they don't realize that you are also a literary connoisseur. You know your fine English 19th century literature so well, as well as, I mean, you're a great reader. And I admire that about you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Number three. Oh, girl. (laughs) feria hair color by l'oreal now i've never used feria i'm sure you've tried a bunch how did you how did you come to the realization that that was the best one
1: the condition of the hair is um just wonderful and the colors are actually close to what they look like on the box now that's saying something yeah and because you saw me. Yes. Recently. Yes. You saw that my hair had turned iron gray. Yes. Now, it's a beautiful shade of iron gray. I, It's very Cary Grant, but it looks horrible <laughs> on me. It's you a, don't want to be Cary Grant as debonair. Anyway, I know. So, Lisa, I bought Feria Hair Color L'Oreal Extra Bleach Blonde, and I look unbelievable.
0: I bet you do.
1: I look incredible
0: is this the color you were meant to have yes you this is yeah. what
1: I was meant to have yeah
0: oh I bet you look so fantastic and and lively and do you have to wear a lot of bright lipstick
1: with the bleached oh that's a good idea I hadn't thought of that but I will Lisa. it just looks unbelievable oh I'm, I'm so excited good. I'm so yeah. excited it's
0: nice to feel that way especially after a long year of yeah stuff
1: of the steel gray that was you know yeah some women really look good with steel gray hair um i can't remember i can't think of any right off hand can you who looks good with gray hair um lily and
0: ross look good with gray hair hers was kind of steel gray i never knew her when she had brown hair so
1: well she was one of your great friends yes Boy. she was um what I- a woman
0: yeah, she was something too. She was another sassy gal. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think, um, playing around with hair color is a great idea.
1: Oh, be quiet. You are making, so making that up. I remember when you went on the road and had to do your own hair color for two weeks. Yeah. And you were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that
0: older box. I, I put a box of, you know uh, brown rinse on my hair but i guess i'd had it in the back of my cupboard for a long time and it turned my hair bright blue so (laughs) i'm not all and it was about two in the morning in a hotel room somewhere and i was gonna be on tv in the morning and it was not right what
1: did you do you went on with blue hair what did you do
0: no i washed it right out oh good and i had you know brown hair with gray roots and Blue tips, <laughs> very attractive.
1: Hey, no, that's a very that's a learning that's a learning moment for us. Because yes. if you get cheap, let's say they put a fairy on sale, it's on something on the internet. Don't get that eight dollar box of that night. It's just too old. You have to get fresh hair color. Yeah, boxes.
0: and you know what? Those companies should put a sell by date or a shelf life. They thing really should because they really that that was um, that was quite a learning moment. Never again, <laughs> as they say. Uh, number four for a person who lives in the country by herself,
1: what is a uh, pellet stove? Uh, yes. Number four is yeah, the pellet stove. Um, so to keep a little cabin warm, I have a, uh, it looks like a, 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 it's a big square with a chimney. And what I'm burning are, is something called pell- a pellet. So they're tiny. They look like rabbit food. But what they are is, they. you know how in the housing industry, uh, wood goes to saw, uh, to sawmills. Right. And when sawmills saw wood, uh, sawdust falls. Right. And so it used to be that that was just going to waste. Now they take the sawdust and form it into tiny pellets. And it is. I am burning tiny little pellets. And it's the most environmentally uh, perfect way to stay warm, way better than electricity, way better than wood-burning fireplaces way, because it's so um, uh, environmentally
0: uh, correct. How uh, How many pellets do you have to heat at once in order to warm the cabin? Oh, it's
1: just a little tiny burner. This, it's just a little... Uh, the burner part is about the size of a big coffee cup, and that's it. These little pellets, It burns very, very hot. That's incredible. Um, I know it's great. What I does it do, about, what it do? What does it do? How
0: how long does one of those little pellets last? Well, I I go through thirty
1: pounds a day. Wow. And I just put it into the hot into the top. I pour it in, and then it drops down. Uh, you know, depending on how hot I want the house, it'll drop down. You know, two pellets, three pellets, ten pellets. You know, every minute, whatever I need. Wow, that's boy, incredible.
0: But you think of it, you think of the bars that used to have sawdust on the floor and right. these giant <laughs> factories must just, ha- I mean, what a great resource that would otherwise not
1: be used at all. Exactly, and it's cheap, way cheaper than than uh, buying wood, you know. right? No, no it's, it's, it's really fabulous. And the stoves themselves are not very expensive. And, you know, you just put a little uh, chimney and there you go. And did you, how long have you had the pellet stove?
0: I've had it for about 15 years. Wow. I well,
1: never... I've had like four of them, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, that's so cool. I know, I love my pellet stove. A
0: pellet stove, okay. And that is pellet as in little pellet, not a pellet like a court. <laughs> But I'll put this all in my blog on LisaBurnbach dot com, and once I I write
1: out. Oh, pellet. I love your blog. Oh, by the way. thank you, thank you so much. I love it. You get because you yes, uh, uh, it's always entertaining. I Thank every you every week. I love it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. You are too kind. Now, Egene, you have a three way tie for number five. I'd like oh, you to. Would... I'd like you to, if you could. Explain to our listeners uh, what was what you were considering and how your number five won
1: This is so close. I have staggered around the place today trying to figure out which I should go with, but you know one was a slightly came in first, but the in the third place, you know tied okay. It's a three-way tie. Three-way tie. My first consideration is the sitcom called The Good Place.
0: Have <laughs> you seen this? I have seen the first three, and I found it charming. Oh,
1: it's funny, and it's about ethics and philosophy.
0: I know people love this show. Love this I, show.
1: I, ha- you know, Kristen Bell is like a miracle, and Ted Dan It's just the casting. It is. I've never heard like kirkegaard they will do the whole thing you know it's about being being a good person and they're
0: isn't that, uh, that incredible that there is a sitcom about being a good person that's actually funny and also not square
1: yes i can't i i i'm, I'm just as the end of the uh whiplash um uh surprises in it are you know just they're just amazing i just love the i love it and uh, at night, I will sit down and watch one episode. It just puts me in a really good mood. That is really good advice
0: because I'm watching the news right before I go to sleep, and you know how. No, that, are you? Yeah, and you know how that works out. Are
1: you seriously? Well, I don't go to sleep.
0: It's stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start watching The Good Place before I go to bed.
1: It's just, it's just wonderful. Let, and you also know, you...
0: taking sleeping pills, but that's a whole other thing. Are you really? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> don't worry. I'm well, not. But I don't it, sleep great, and maybe watching something funny and uplifting is a good way yes. to say goodbye to the day.
1: Yeah. It, Lisa, if you're watching the news, that's like watching The Sopranos right before you go to
0: sleep. I know. It's like watching a horror film. No,
1: Exactly. I know. Oh, my God. All right. So... The so, other thing a so, three-way tie right. is Anthony Pohl's *A Dance to the Music of Time*.
0: I have and, this book in my bookshelf. I have never read it. I know oh, I'm of ashamed. Not. Right.
1: I hadn't either, and I thought, okay, because it's twelve books long. Right? right, right. And nobody wants to talk about that boy. Oh, juicy, juicy, fabulous. Unbelievable love stories and characters. It you just swim in this. He's right up there in my opinion with Dickens. He is really? unbelievable. That good a storyteller. Well, I'm listening to it. Oh I'm not wow! Reading
0: it. Simon Vance is the reader. Is he great? Always oh, fabulous. Okay, that's this a is good really. Oh, okay. I'm going to put that on my Audible list. You dance oh, to the music of do. time. Twelve volumes. Okay. You get it.
1: You got three months of heaven coming up. Aww. No, it is and one of the female characters is has never appeared in literature before. She is stunning. Wow. What she does. I'm not gonna tell her name is Pamela. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you her last name because I don't want you to know who she married. Okay but she is yeah.
0: Oh, these are real people? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm,
1: to me,
0: they're real. Uh huh. Of, of course. Okay. But so, a... so, so, wait. These are great. Cons- these are great contestants for your number yes. five best thing. So, the first is The Good Place. Yes. The second is Anthony Paul. How do you pronounce his last name? Pole? Paul. And he pronounces it Paul. Paul, even though it's spelled Powell. Paul. yeah. And your ultimate choice for number five is. Nancy Pelosi! Nancy Pelosi. She is oh. a badass, isn't she? Ah! <laughs> what words fail you.
1: I guess, all I can do is shriek with happiness when I think of her name. She just, you know what? She has firmness.
0: Yes. She's firm. Well, she doesn't, she doesn't um, seem shrill or worried. No. She just seems no. utterly confident. And yeah. you're right, and firm and resolved. My God, what a woman. I'm very, I'm very impressed with her. And really, I was so disappointed when the new, the new crowd coming into Washington wanted to get rid of her oh. as speaker because she
1: really gets things done. You know what, Lisa, you you brought up probably the very reason why she, she, it was good that they challenged her because she got her, she, you know, she became firm. She had to show her stripes right at the
0: start. You know, you're right. She didn't have the option to. No. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Got her ready. Well, she's, she's great. You're great. I... You're
1: fabulous.
0: Well, there we are. So I'm going to say goodbye to you in your pellet-heated cabin <laughs> while you get ready for your work at L magazine this yes. week. And I uh, urge everyone to read your column at L Elle or Elle. Elle.com. And when your memoir comes out, we will have you back. And I am making you back. dozens of deviled eggs for your oh, book party. Oh, you, you know that. the
1: best in the world. Thank they you. are the best deviled eggs I have ever had in my life. Well, that's very oh, kind. I so look forward to that. Okay.
0: Well, Adios, you stay warm. Son. Adios Thank to you. you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so stay warm, I mean really warm, and act natural. Bye-bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.